You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. How many of you would consider yourselves as rich? Pero sino sa inyo talaga, you would actually consider yourself as blessed. Please raise your hand. Okay? We are all blessed. And this parable is not just talking about rich people. This parable talks about our priorities and it talks about where our heart is. No, I believe that all of us have been blessed by God. Uh, in fact, I was asking my, uh, you know, our church in Alabang, sabi ko nga sa kanila, sino ba sa inyo rito ang umuwi sa bahay whether you own it or not? Meron nagre-renta. Sino sa inyo ang merong bahay na inuwi yan everyday? Please raise your hand. You don't sleep in the streets. Okay? Sino rito ang merong mode of transportation whether... Uh, tricycle, Uber, Grab, your your own car, uh, bike, okay? Please raise your hand, okay? You basically don't walk to work or school. Meron tayong mode of transportation. Please raise your hand. How many of you own at least one, more than one uh, piece of clothing? Aside from the one that you are wearing today, hindi side A today, side B tomorrow, okay? Meron po kayo pampalit. Lahat po tayo, right? How many of you eat at least three times a day? Yung iba sa atin, six times a day kumain, kain, di ba? Now, you know, if you raise your hands in all those questions, guess what? You are richer than more than 80% of the people on this planet. You are blessed. Come on. Give the Lord praise. And I believe that God wants to use our blessing to bless others. And really, if you look at these parables, as we end this parable uh, this morning, we're going to talk about another parable that talks about money and possession. Uh, there is definitely a purpose for wealth. God wants us blessed. God has no problem blessing us. God has no pro- problem giving you a bonus. Tama ba yun, Pastor Sani? Right. Or 13th month pay. And, you know, maybe, maybe many of you are still waiting for that. For those of you who are students, someday, matatanggap niyo po yun, okay? But last week, we highlighted this scripture in Luke chapter 12, just to give us a short recap last week. Uh, in verse 13 to 15, it says, Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. But he said to him, Man, who made me a judge or arbitrator over you? Jesus was in the middle of his sermon and out of the blue, this guy just asked the Lord, Lord, tulungan mo ako kasi nga, you know, my, my dad passed away and then my brother is getting this inheritance and I know that we all know the background, Pastor Sani preached that last week, but yet Jesus said to him and he was emphasizing this thing in his heart and he said to him, watch out. Everybody say, watch out. And said, so, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Be on your guard. Be on your guard. And he was mentioning all kinds of greed. How many of us would admit na we are greedy? Wala, ano? You know, I have yet to, you know, kasi wala pa nagpapakaroon sa akin, sinasabi sa akin, Pastor, papakaroon ako sa iyo, tulungan mo kasi ang, ang damot ko, you know, I'm, I'm greedy. You know, some people would come and they, they would ask for counsel for marriage or for whatever. But somehow, it's, it's, it's hard for us to see that we are this. You said that we're greedy. But in reality, we see other people greedier than us. But yet, this, the Bible says, Jesus said this, be careful, be careful and watch out from all kinds of greed. Lahat po tayo, meron tayong form of greed. You see, greed one, greed two, greed three, you know. You know, we all, all we, 
before high school, meron tayong mga greed, but you know, just kidding aside, we know that somehow there is something in our heart that doesn't want to give. There's something in our heart that always thinks me, my, and mine, and I. Lagi pong pansarili, self, selfish, something that we will actually just take with us. And so, I believe this parable last week is somehow still related to our parable today. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possession. Life is not really all about accumulating stuff. And I, I hope that we will find out early on in life, those of us or those of, those of you who are studying, how many of you are in college or you're still a student, high school, pakitaas ang kamay? You know, many of you are really now preparing for the life up ahead. You're gonna, you know, you're praying for a career ahead of you. Some of you are praying that you will be a businessman or maybe a doctor, a nurse, or an accountant, or an architect, or whatever. And, you know, you're looking forward to be successful. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I guess that early on in life, we need to realize that our life is not just about success and accumulating things. God indeed wants to bless us. But just like He blessed Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, may purpose po yung wealth. And He told Abraham, I will bless you so that you will be a what? A blessing to many nations. And I believe that that is really the principle of God. We have two hands. How many of you have two hands? The left and the right, right? One hand to receive, one hand to give. As the money goes through, there'll be plenty for you. Amen. Come on now. There's really a purpose why God wants to bless us. You know, life is not equal to the abundance of possession. That is not life. Jesus reminds us in his parables that life is more than just having money in your bank account. Although it's nice to have money in your bank account, right? Gusto natin yon, And we know that. We need that. But yet, that is not what life is all about. Life is not just having a lot of stuff. So today, we're going to be focusing on this parable of the shrewd manager. I'd like us all to stand up. We're going to be reading from Luke chapter 16. We will just read eight verses uh, this morning, Luke chapter 16, verses 1 to 8. Let me just start from verse 1. He also said to his disciples, There was a rich man who had a manager, and charges were brought to him that this man was wasting his possessions. And he called him and said to him, What is this I hear about you? Turn in the account of your management, for you can no longer be manager. And the manager said to him, What shall I do? Since my master is taking the management away from me, I am not strong enough to dig and I am ashamed to beg. I have decided what to do so that when I am removed from management, people may receive me into their houses. So summoning or calling his master's debtors one by one, he said to the first, How much do you owe my master? He said, a hundred measures of oil. He said to him, take your bill, sit down quickly, and write 50. Wow, 50% off. Then he said to another, how much do you owe? He said, a hundred measures of wheat. He said to him, take your bill and write 80. So 20 off. The master commended 
the dishonest manager, for his shrewdness, for the sons of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than the sons of light. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the preaching of your word this morning. We ask that you would open up our hearts and we acknowledge, Holy Spirit, your presence in this place. May you illuminate your preaching and your word. And I pray, God, that you would speak to us what we need to hear and transform our hearts and our lives from the inside out. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody say, Amen. You may all be seated. Maybe as we have been reading this parable, maybe some of you are like, huh? Parang ibayatain twist no na. Why did the owner commend that dishonest manager? Parang kakaibayata yung twist ng parable. You know, maybe some of us are wondering, is this what we need to do now in our business practice? So let me just clarify that later on. Ano? So we have to find out that this parable, yung audience ni Lord, is actually a mixed group of audience. In the in in verse one, it identifies that he is speaking primarily to his disciples. Sakit natin yon. That he that he spoke to his disciples. We know that he is speaking to his disciples. His disciples were there, but yet if you move further down, if you have a Bible and if you actually are familiar with the whole chapter, if you move to verse fourteen, we also know that the Pharisees were there, and they were actually criticizing him for the parable. Now, this parable is actually an offshoot. Kasi chapter 16 tayo. What comes before chapter 16? Chapter 15. Very good class, right? In chapter 15, those are familiar stories. There are three stories of lost things. There's the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the, the lost son, the prodigal son. Ito pong chapter 15 at saka chapter 16 is actually one seamless flow of the Sermon of Christ. So, makikita natin na his background as he was talking about the shrewd manager is he was revealing the heart of God that he was after seeking lost people. Okay? So, kailangan maintindihan po natin yung background because pag di natin alam yung background, mabalilito tayo kung anong purpose ng parable. So, that's exactly what the purpose of the parable is. It's to highlight the heart of God that he is really after seeking lost people and bring them into the kingdom of God. Now, in bringing people into the kingdom of God, we need resources. And so he was actually sharing to his disciples particularly. And what he was saying is, the people of this world, meaning to say, yung mga hindi nakakilala kay Lord, yung mga unbelievers. And he's saying is, they are more shrewd then the people of the light. Sino rito yung people of the light? Please raise your hand. If you are a son or a daughter of God, you are a people of the light, right? How many of you are confident that you are going to heaven? Please raise your hand. How many of you would like to go to heaven right now? No, not yet, okay? Someday, right? We're all confident that we are going to heaven someday. Not because of what we have done, but because of what Christ did on the cross. But what is the use for us here on earth? That's the question. Bakit pa tayo nandito ngayon? Why is it that we are still here on earth? We know that we are going to heaven. We know that that heaven, that place is beautiful. How many of you are excited for heaven? Diba? It's a beautiful place. Why? Because of the streets of gold, right? Wrong. Because of the presence of God. The heaven is beautiful not because of the streets paved with gold, not because of the pearly gates, not because of all the, you know, uh, 
the stones that are, that are, are used to make all, the, make all the mansions, but it's beautiful simply because of the presence of God there. Amen. And guess what? This place here is beautiful, Victory Las Piñas. Why is that? Is it because Pastor Sani is here? Aside from that, it's because the presence of our Lord Jesus is here in this place. Amen. Come on now. God is here. Jesus is saying we need to have a farther perspective, a long perspective of the future just like the people of the world. Now, I believe he's not talking about following the practice of the shrewd manager. Hindi sinasabing, o mag-isa ka rin. The shrewd manager is someone who is entrusted a certain management, we know that, and the owner of the, of the store or that business found out what he was doing, that he was mismanaging the business. We don't know if there's fraud involved, but somehow, when he was talking to the debtors, he did not pocket anything for himself. Diba? Hindi naman niya binuse. Ang ginawa niya, binigyan niya ng discount. Napansin niyo ba yung storya? He actually gave them a huge discount, not so that he likes them, but so that he can gain favor from them in the future. Yun po yung context. He did not pocket the money there. So when you're talking about what he did, it was not, directly fraud, but it is obviously mismanagement because he was doing something on behalf of the owner that he was not authorized to do. Sinayin ba sa kanya ng owner? Sige, bigyan mo ng discount? Hindi. But he was doing that on his own volition or his own discarte. And so what we're looking at here is we need to get the principle behind the parable but not the practice of the shrewd manager. I want to clarify that. Because mamaya, baka mamaya, pag sabi mo sa opisin, ay, ganun pala eh. Pwede palang mang isa eh. You know, si Jesus mismo nagsabi, he commanded the shrewd manager, so let's follow the example of the shrewd manager. Hey, hey, wait. That is not the message of the parable. We have to realize, iba, we have been doing this, and as we end this series, that a parable is an earthly story with a heavenly meaning, and most of the parables of Jesus has one main point. Pag nakita po natin lahat ng parable, most of them have just one point and one lesson in the parable, and he's highlighting that. So we need to find out, ano bang lesson dito sa parable na to? What is it in this parable that we need to focus on? Is it the shrewdness of that manager? Is it his being, you know, uh, nangiisa or nanggagansyo or magulang. Have you ever heard of the word magulang? Familiar tayo sa magulang, right? Pagka may anak ka, magulang ka na, di ba? Pero aside from that, if you're always wanting to take advantage of people, yun yung magulang. Wais, nangiisa, parang street smart. You know, sometimes, you know, you talk, if you talk about wais, it has, it has both positive and negative connotation. But I hope that we will learn from the people of this world just like what Jesus was talking about. And so, in verse 1, he was highlighting, there was a rich man who had a manager and the charges were brought to him that the man was what? Wasting his possessions. And he called him and said to him, what is it that I hear about? You turn in the account of your management for you can no longer be manager. Here we can see that there's always going to be an accounting. 
there will be an accounting before heaven and you know someday you and I will be called before God and we will be called to an account. You and I will give an account to the Lord. Amen. Anong ginawa mo? How did you live your life? How did you treat your wife? How did you raise up your children? How did you manage the resource that I have entrusted to you? So here we see that the charges were brought to him about wasting his possession. And the manager said to himself, what shall I do? He was taken aback. Siguro nagulat siya na, 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 na huli nung manager o nung may ara yung ginagawa niya. And so he was asking, now what shall I do? Since my master is taking the management away from me, I am not strong enough. I don't know if he's physically active, but he's not strong enough to dig and I am ashamed to beg. So I have decided what to do so that when I am removed from management, people may receive me into their homes. So ito yung motibo niya. His motive in giving discounts to the people is so that in the future, everybody say in the future, he was forward-looking. Pagka nawala na ako ng trabaho, may mag-aalaga sa akin. How many of you are like that? Sa mga anak natin, di ba? Pagka matanda na ako, alagaan mo ko. Actually, hindi ganun yung sinasabi sa parable, okay? But this is actually somehow highlighting the fact that the people of this world are actually forward thinker, thinkers. They have a long-term perspective in their life. Many times tayo po mga Kristiyano, napaka-short-term ng Kristiyano, ng, ng pananaw natin. Di, ba? Di po ba? In fact, pagka yung nakatanggap tayo ng sweldo, hindi pa nga nakakatatanggap, wala na. It came to pass. Pagpasok, wala na. Bakit? Eh kasi inubos na natin. Even before we receive it, inubos na natin sa utang or whatever. Di ba? Parang nakakumit na kagad yung, mga, yung, yung kinikita natin. You know, one of the biggest sale right now in, in the South is in St. James Bazaar. Wow, bigla napangiti yung mga tao, no? You know, talagang, you know, it's, it's an annual thing. You know, hanggang tomorrow yata yun. So, huwag kayo kagadaalis ha, so, sa service. Meron pa kayong chance, okay? But, you know, somehow people are attracted to that because, oh, sale eh. Di ba? You know, they're buying gifts for their loved ones, they're buying gifts for their family or, you know, mga inaanak, and nothing wrong with that. But yet, somehow the, you know, yung, the, the, mar- the commercialism of this world capitalizes on this. Because we all have a tendency and somehow tayo rin minsan pagka yung gusto natin, pang sarili natin, we, we buy things for ourselves. And I'm not saying that it is wrong for us to buy things for ourselves. God wants you to enjoy things as well. God is not a, you know, God who is an Indian giver. He's not someone who blesses and then he takes away. In fact, what he does is he's just entrusting to us his possessions. Ultimately, everything that you and I have does not belong to us. It belongs to God. Amen. And we need to just acknowledge and give it all back to him. So yet, this manager was so forward thinking. What he's saying is, wow, if I lose my job, what will happen to me? I need to prepare for the future. How many of us today are looking at that? Not just the future here on earth, but the future after our life here on earth. 
so that we can actually have great uh, treasures in eternity. So summoning the master's debtors one by one, he said to the first, how much do you owe my master? He said, as we read earlier, a hundred measures of oil, take your bill, and the second one is a hundred measures of wheat. So in other words, these debtors owe the owner big time. We're not just talking about some petty things here. It's actually worth four years of wages. We're talking about huge amount of wealth here. In the parable of the ten vineyards, they were promised a denarius. A denarius is one wage for a daily, a daily wage for the day. Okay? So yun po yung measurement non. Yung ten minas, one mina is actually a wage for four months. Ito pong measurement nitong utang sa kanila is actually talk, we're talking about years of earnings and the manager took it upon himself to go and give them a discount so that he can actually prepare for the future. The manager's perspective changed when he saw what the future holds for him. And that is what Jesus, I believe, was commending for in this manager. He was not commending his malpractice. He was not commending his pangiisa. He was not commending his dishonesty. He was commending his long-term perspective. He was commending his ability to see the future and plan out ahead for the future. And what he's saying is, use your worldly wealth in order for you to gain favor in the future. In other words, since he was talking about lost people, what are we doing with our wealth today that actually reaches out to people who don't know God yet? Are we investing in their life? Are we investing in their souls? Are we investing in our relationships so that one day they too may also come into the saving knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ? How many of you like basketball? basketball? Okay. You know, we grew up in a nation watching basketball. Okay, ito parang national sport natin. You know, we're all familiar with the last two minutes. Diba? Pagka sinabi po ng announcer, last two minutes. How many of you are familiar with that? Diba? Parang almost yun yung inaabangan natin. Because in the last two minutes of the game, biglang napapansin nyo, bumibilis yung pace ng mga players. And they said that in the last two minutes of the game, they actually score more points in the last two minutes, more than any two minutes in that game. Because of the perspective of the players, knowing that the end is near. More things are done in the last two minutes because sa kanila, they think, malapit ng matapos tong laro. So I need to go and improve my game. I need to go and assist. I need to go and you know have more three points. I need to go and help my team, and so on and so forth. And I believe that if the Christians today realizes that our life here on earth is short and fleeting and brief, that we are living in our last two minutes, I believe our perspective will change. Amen. Because sa totoo lang po, hindi natin kayang dalin lahat. Ni isa sa mga damit natin or anything that we own here or think we own here on earth, we cannot bring it to the afterlife. So I would suggest for us, you know, just like what last week's message was, we need to use our possession. Because it is really not about us accumulating wealth. But as we have wealth, are we preparing ourselves for the eternal dwellings that is waiting for us? 
In verse 8, it says, The master commended the dishonest manager for his shrewdness, for the sons of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than the sons of light. And then we'll continue reading in verse 9. I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of what? Unrighteous wealth, so that when it fails, they may receive you into eternal dwellings. What does that mean? Why did Jesus say unrighteous wealth? How many of you know that wealth is relative? The more wealthy you are, the more relatives you have. Wealth, when you talk about wealth, wealth is amoral. It's neither good nor bad. It depends on the person holding it, whether it will be good or bad. If you give wealth to someone who's generous, and if he suddenly one day have 100 million, he will become a philanthropist. Because of the heart of a man. Wealth is a magnifier. Wealth merely, merely reveals who we are. Tama po ba yun? It magnifies who you are. Pero pagka ang isang drug addict, for example, binigyan mo ng yaman, anong mangyayari? Drug lord. Di ba? Magtago na raw siya, sabi ni Duterte, huwag siya lumas ang bahay. Ito na ang huling Merry Christmas nyo. Parang ganun, okay? But did you, do you see the difference? We're talking about the same amount of money. Let's say both were given 100 million, but yet both have different ways to use the money. And I believe Jesus talks about unrighteous wealth because somehow wealth has a tendency to test us and to tempt us to be distracted from the purposes of God. Suddenly, di ba, pagka ikaw ngayon, yumaman ka, are we ready? You know, are we ready for that? What if suddenly you wake up in the morning tomorrow, pag-check mo na account mo, meron ka 50 million pesos? <laughs> so be it. Ang tanong natin, anong gagawin natin sa 50 million? Magbabago ba yung buhay natin overnight just because of that? Wow, biglang gumagumapo ka na bigla. Iba na yung coach yung dalawa. Tsaka iba na yung lakad mo, di ba? Parang wow. Ganun na yung lakad mo, di ba? You know, so, we suddenly changed because of money. But I believe that God is just telling us, you know, I have no problem blessing you. You're my children. I want to give you what you need. But yet there is a purpose why I'm going to bless you. You know, every Sunday, my two daughters, my younger daughters, I have uh, two younger daughters. Yung isa kong panganay po is 24, so she's working already. Hindi na mingi sa akin ng pera. Praise God. Paminsan lang. But those, these two daughters of mine, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, they bring me so much joy. Si Anna po is 11 and Andrea is 10. And yet, every Sunday yan, hihingi sa akin ng pera. Why do you need money? You know, first, tanong ko eh. What's the purpose of money? Why, daddy, you know, I'm hungry, you know, I want to go to Jollibee. You know, siempre, as a father, I would go and bless them and give what they need. But there are days they would ask me more than what they need and they would say, daddy, I want to treat this friend of mine for a McDonald's ice cream. 
guess what? All the more I am so pleased to bless them. Because I see their heart of generosity that they want to bless other people. Amen. And if the Father sees our hearts, that when He blesses us, hindi lang pang sa atin, pero para sa iba. How many of you know that God will bless us even more? Amen. Come on now. That's why when you pray, don't just pray for your needs. If you just pray for your needs, that's a selfish prayer. But when you pray, you pray for more than what you need. And pray for an opportunity to have to be a blessing. When you talk about the purpose of wealth, wealth is here today, gone tomorrow. The question is, how did you use your wealth? Did you use your wealth to gain favor so that you can ultimately bring people to the kingdom of God? You know, sometimes you would treat people, you know, who, you know, just for dinner, just so that we can actually preach the gospel to them. And sabi nila, Pastor, why do you have to spend a thousand for that? I think the soul is more than a thousand. Amen. It's worth doing this because ultimately we're doing this for the kingdom of God. Amen. You know, when you talk about shrewdness, shrewdness means intelligence, clever, intelligent, clever, smart, alert, perceptive, wise, not wise, but wise, farsighted. This is what Jesus was commending with the manager. Three quick things about money here we can actually see from the parable. Number one is money is a tool for eternal purposes. We've seen that already. I've been emphasizing this and I've been harping on this. The purpose of wealth ultimately is so that we will have people in the kingdom of God, I believe. You will find people in heaven approaching you someday saying, Bro, thank you for treating me that day in McDonald's. And sharing the gospel to me. Because of that, I am here today. And I am enjoying the presence of God. Amen. I long to see, come on, give, let's give the Lord praise for that. I long to see that day come. That you and I have used our resource. Because we all have a long-term perspective. Ultimately, our wealth will disappear. Diba? Either kinain mo yan, or nambless ka ng ibang tao. Either... Bumili ka ng maraming sapatos and some of us have 50 pairs of shoes already. Ano pa ba kailangan mo, iha? Tama na sapatos, bag naman. Ay, hindi, hindi, hindi. You know, iba naman. Let's use our wealth for the purpose of blessing other people. It's a tool for eternal purposes. Matthew 6, 19-20 says, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves what? Treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. You know, sometimes being rich, yeah, being rich is a blessing, but sometimes being rich can actually cause us to worry. Why? Because you have a problem. You have a problem of maintaining it and keeping it and growing it. And sometimes, yung mga rich people, di makatulog. Bakit? Kasi yung investment ko kaya secure. Baka mamaya investment ko, bumabagsak na. Or, you know, hindi sila makatulog. Pero yung mga ibang walang pera, parang ang sarap ng tulog. Eh, walang iniisip eh. Nothing to worry about. Right? 
wala namang mawawala sa akin eh. Wala naman ako eh. Parang ganun. So, you know, that's why if you have wealth, I believe God has a purpose for wealth. Do not lay for yourselves treasures here on earth, but send them ahead of you in heaven. Amen. You know, uh, we just graduated 200 plus scholars in real life, okay? Uh, in the past uh, nine years. And this is our current real life scholars right now. All over the, uh, I think all over Metro Manila to. Okay? These are the current scholars that we are supporting. And there are people who are supporting scholars. Those children or students who cannot afford to go to college simply because wala silang ways or means. But then there are people who are investing in their future and they are using the money that they have to invest in the life of a scholar. And eventually, guess what? You know, we don't pre-qualify our scholars and we don't just give scholars to those who are Christians already. Sometimes, yung mga scholars po natin are non-Christians. Why? Because if they show a potential for learning and we see that it's a bridge for us to preach the gospel to them, we don't mind giving scholarship to them. And eventually, we see entire households come into the, into, into the church simply because of our act of kindness and in preaching the gospel to them. Amen. Let's use our resource to advance the kingdom of God. Currently, our South Hub has 12 scholars. Ito po yung sa Alabang Hub. Okay? We have 12 scholars that we are supporting right now. And we are so uh, you know, uh, hopeful for these people that one day they will all you know, graduate and become successful uh, business people or, you know, whatever, professionals in their field. Also, many of the graduates that we have have a mindset of paying it forward. In the same way that I have received kindness from God, I also want to be kind to others. And they have a kingdom mindset now that they are now, you know, somehow na-alleviate po sila sa poverty. And I believe it's going to be a process, a system or, or somehow a, uh, a trend, Okay. And so, Anina po si Pastor Sani has actually mentioned already uh, about our campus missionaries and how, you know, our heart really is for the campuses and for the future of this nation. You know, there's a story of one particular lady in one of our congregations in Metro Manila. I think she's about 85 years old. And one day, sinabi po niya sa anak niya, Anak, dali mo ako sa bangko. Sabi ng anak niya, bakit? And the, anak, the, the, the son is a businessman. Sabi niya, gusto kong i-withdraw yung money ko eh. Sabi niya, okay na mag-withdraw ma. Ano kailangan mo? I want to give you what you need. You know, if you need a new clothes, if you need to buy whatever, ako nang bahala dyan. Sabi niya, hindi anak, I want to go to the bank and I want to get my money. Ha? So, dinala siya sa banko. And she withdrew everything that she had. She's about 85 years old. And what she did was, it's not, well, it's significant. It's almost 100,000. And sabi niya gano'n sa anak niya, anak, this is what I want you to do with the money. I want you to give this money to the building fund in the fort. Because I want to invest in the future generation of this nation. You know what? A few months later, the old woman died. Hindi niya nakita yung building natin nakatayo sa fort. But yet she had a perspective of eternity. That one day, she will see the leaders raised up from that particular building that we have. Because it's only a tool that we will see someday many thousands of people coming to the kingdom because of what we are doing right now, because of that uh, project. Amen. Can we, can we give the Lord praise for that? I believe God wants to change our perspective. Luke chapter 16, verse 10. I'm going to go 
uh, faster. One who is faithful in the very little is also faithful in much, and one who is dishonest in very little is also dishonest with much. If then you have not been faithful in the unrighteous wealth, who will entrust to you the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in that which is another's, who will give you that which is your own? I believe that when you talk about money, it's not only a tool for eternal purposes, it's also a test for our faithfulness. Amen. And it's not about, we're not talking about we're faithful in the little so that God will give us more. Ultimately, the message of that is in the parable of the ten minas and parable of the ten vineyards. But what is this faithfulness being talked about in the parable of the shrewd manager? Basically, ang highlight po dito is who are you faithful to? Kanina po ba tayo faithful? Are we faithful to God? who really owns our possessions right now. When you talk about faithfulness, what are we doing with what was entrusted to us? Do we give what belongs to God? How many of you know what a tithe is? A tithe is what? 10%, right? Sa totoo lang po, we don't need your money. We don't need your money. Jollibee or McDonald's probably need your money. Because you get what you pay for. Pag pumunta po kayo doon, pumili kayong burger, kailangan nyo magbayad, you get a burger, right? Dito po sa church natin, whether you give or not, if you need prayers or counseling, we will do that for you. You don't have to pay us. But why do we encourage you to do this? It's not because of what we, God does not need our money. God is preparing something for us, amen. And He's reminding us, that ultimately, the money that we have is His anyway. 10% is only a reminder that what you and I possess really belongs to God. That's why the Bible says to honor the Lord with our first fruits. And ultimately, when we give back to God, it's a reminder, Lord, thank you so much because you have entrusted to me so much, I'm going to give back what belongs to you. And guess what? The 90% still belongs to God anyway. And He allows us to use this 90% for His kingdom purposes. And I'm not, talking to you, I'm not talking about you just giving the 90% away. God wants you to be happy as well. How many of you, God wants you to enjoy life as well? God wants you to date your wife. Watch a movie. If you're happy, God is happy. Amen. If I see my children happy, I am pleased as well. But we've got to have a greater perspective, a long-term perspective of eternity. Amen. And so Luke chapter 16, verse 13, it says, No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. And this leads me to my last point. Be careful. Everybody say, be careful. Be careful with your heart. Be careful with your heart. Be careful not to make wealth your God. We see here in this particular verse the words hate, the word love, the word devoted, the word despise. This thing somehow represents what is the condition of a man's heart. Either you love, you hate. Either you devote yourself to one or you despise another person. Money ultimately, last point, is a testimony of our devotion. Who's our master? Who are we serving? Money is a good tool. It is a bad master. Amen. 
money is meant for us to use, to invest in the lives of people so that we can see them in eternal dwellings. Luke twelve thirty four ultimately says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. If you want to know where your heart is, simple lang yan eh. Look at your checkbook. Saan napupunta yung karamihan ng pera natin? And if you check your checkbook, and if most of the money have been invested in your car or in your shoes, then that's where your treasure is. But if we see our money being invested in the kingdom of God, in the lives of people, okay lang man libre ka because ultimately your purpose is to reach them out for the kingdom of God. Where is our heart? We need to guard our hearts. The use of our earthly treasures should reflect Christ as our eternal treasure. Amen. Can we just give the Lord praise this morning? Can I pray for you? Can we just bow our heads right now as we come before the Lord. Father, we just come before you today. Unang-una po, Panginoon, we repent because many times we act as if this is our final stop in life. We invest our treasures only in the things of this world. Father, we repent from that and we ask that you would forgive us. Lord, my prayer is that you would change our hearts and that you would give us a better perspective, just like the shrewd manager, I pray that you would give us a perspective of heaven, that when we see people, Lord God, that we will look at them as people with opportunities to be part of the kingdom of God. And may you give us opportunities to give, give us opportunities to bless, give us opportunities to reach out to them, knowing that we cannot bring our money with us in the grave, but Lord, we can make money productive right now as a tool for eternal purposes, Lord. Lord, I thank you that you will bless your people, Lord God, even beyond what they can ask or imagine, Lord. I pray that you will raise up from this place, Lord God, people who are kingdom-minded, people who are entrepreneurs, people who are rich, people who are blessed, Lord God, more than what they need. I pray, God, that you would bless them and pour out so much blessing so that they will ultimately use their resource and wealth to be a bridge for others so that they can walk into the pathways of heaven, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you will all give us an eternal perspective. I want you all to lift, uh, to, to just uh, uh, lay your hands on your heart right now, everybody across this room. Father, we thank, thank you, Lord God. May you change our hearts even this morning, Lord. I pray, God, that you will uh, soften our hearts, help us to guard our hearts from the schemes of the enemy, Lord God, and change our heart into a heart that is generous, a heart that is after your own heart as well. We praise you, Lord God, and we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.